With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. LFC Day Trippers. Brought to you by bookmakers.com. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gavin with me this week is Shawnee and Emma Keats on a night off. Um, brought to you of course by bookmakers.com. If you're into all the best odds on all these bookmakers, uh, whatever you um, you need, bookmakers.com, go there, get all the best odds across all the bookies and all the, all the different sports and everything else. Do so responsibly. If you're not into that, stats, comparisons, different things, there's loads, there's articles and everything on that website, so go and check out bookmakers.com. Um, tonight we're going to talk about uh, Liverpool's 2-0 win away at Newcastle, um, we're going to talk about Eddie Howe, who doesn't know rules, angles, can't count players, um, there's all sorts going on in Eddie Howe's head, and uh, yeah, anything else that comes up in the next hour or so, the lads done a brilliant post-match show, as always yesterday, Chris and Kev, so if you haven't watched that already, go back and watch it, and um, they recorded it about 20 minutes after the final whistle yesterday, and it was excellent. Um, Jesus, Shani, we're on a Sunday night, Liverpool have won a fucking game, and um, I don't know what, what to be doing with myself, to be honest. Yeah, it's all good. It, it's, it's. I think it was always going to be the case that I think the outlook would be completely different after a run of wins, and we see now just kind of how bottleneck the the league is, like you know, um, which I kind of added to the frustration in previous weeks when 
like Newcastle that haven't been able to win a game in ages. I don't I can't remember Three the last one. Three one all draws in a row before the game yesterday. So they've struggled, you know, and like it was hard to see where their next sort of wins were going to come from. But it was another good performance yesterday, which. I think it's being downplayed a little bit, even though they're 10 men. It's been a tough place to go for many teams. I think we're the only team to beat them there this season. And we just look more like Liverpool the last couple of games. And yeah, it, it's good. It, it makes for good reading. Like You're kind of looking ahead now and the fixtures going. A couple of more wins and we're right in there. I think we've two games at hand in sports, but we're five, six, seven points behind, is it? We've we've a game in hand on Newcastle. We're six points behind them. Yeah, no, forget about Newcastle. I think Spurs are the team I'm chasing. To be honest with you, well, we've, a, we've, we've two games in hand with New- them. I think we're seven seven behind, two games in hand. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have to win your games in hand, obviously. But, like, not to pardon myself, but I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't think we're as far away as people think. Like, it's never as bad as you think. Um, so cause for optimism I think definitely around Liverpool Emma you know we, we win the derby on Monday night and <clears throat> I, I couldn't I honestly the way we were playing I couldn't see us winning the derby because of all the different things in the mix but we are a little bit different in the derby you know we are winning second balls we went through it all and there was a definite change in the way we were playing Um and we were going to this one, I, I think towards United, I predicted a 3-1 win for Liverpool, because I just felt that as much as they drew a line in the sand after the Wolves game, you know, before the derby, um, this one was even bigger. Because it's all very well winning the derby, you know, the, all the emotion around it. You need to go and build some sort of momentum or try to get m- some momentum going. And i seen this as a much bigger game than the Everton game. Because, it, you know... If you draw the Everton game, it's like, oh, I must win this. But but by winning the Everton game, you've given yourself a smidgen of a chance. So you have to go and nail it, especially with the team you're playing. They're they're in fourth. They're X amount of points ahead. If you win, you get three points on them, plus you have a game in hand. It's just a huge game. And going into it, were you were you confident? That were, you, were you like me, where you thought they just have to go and, and make this happen? Yeah, I, I think you actually, you predicted that we'd win the Newcastle game before we even played Everton. Um, so look, the Everton game was great, but we could be on top form and still draw that. We've drawn those in, in seasons derbies where we've been absolutely flying. So I think Newcastle was probably always going to be more of an acid test um, than the actual than the derby. Um, but the way we went into the derby, and, and you said last Sunday, it's going to be won and lost on second balls, and that's exactly how the game was won on, on Monday. Um, but going into Yesterday's game that was I thought more of an acid test than than the derby, and I think we we passed it at a canter. And I don't know what like we'll get into the game and stuff like that. But I'm seeing different people saying we were poor, and I thought it was more like a testimonial at one stage. Um, but yeah, especially on Newcastle because this I think Newcastle were always going to fall away. Um, their squad is very thin. Um. A little bit like Arsenal as well. Arsenal have had a little bit of a wobble, but the two of them have been playing the same players non-stop and it was bound to kind of catch up with them. And I think it's probably caught up with Newcastle a little bit over the last few games. 
I think they lost to Sheffield Wednesday in there as well, didn't they? In the was it the FA Cup or League yeah. Cup? Yeah. Um, so look, um, they, they're not as invincible as it's a it's a probably a scary place to go. I've never been there. I've been outside the ground on a match day, and it's a scary place to go. I can only imagine what it's like inside the ground. So I think it was massive that we tried to quiet in that crowd. Like that, you could hear it on on TV. They were loud, and it was important that we did something to try and quieten them quick. And to be honest, they came out of the blocks flying, and I never, I never felt like I felt in other games when teams. Came, I was nervous in previous games where teams come. I thought we kind of controlled well. Yeah, they had chances and stuff like that, but um, I think it was important to get the the early goal, and that kind of took the sting out. And then one seven minutes later, kind of took the sting out of the crowd altogether. Then. Um, but I think that's massive. Yesterday is a massive win. Like you said, it was a six-pointer, not a three-pointer. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at the fixtures before the Everton game, and I felt, or just after the Everton game, and I felt that we like we have Newcastle, we have Palace away, Wolves at home, United at home. That's the next three now. And I think we have to win all three. You know, there's no point in going and beating Palace and then drawing at Wolves or winning against Wolves and losing to United. I think we have to win them all. Just because as much as you say that this team's falling here and falling there before you know it you've only 8 games left or 10 games left Like yeah. the games are actually ticking over quicker than, than you think and I just think um, I, I just like going into the game itself and the lads covered it in, in detail but Shawnee talking about quiet and crowds down like Almiron has a chance after 2 minutes you know um, and Alisson makes a great save but it was a huge goal on, on a lot of levels wasn't it for, for that we get through Nunez because we play past a press we're crisp in the passing. Trent gets it. It's a trademark Trent ball that we haven't seen in a, in a while. It's a beautiful touch by Nunes. We were talking about it last night, me and you, Shawnee, where we've seen chances where that comes over the top of Nunes and he just tries to strike a first time, but he doesn't. Takes a touch, it hits him, it drops, and he buries it. And it's a huge goal on so many levels, isn't it? Quite in the crowd, Nunes, Trent, the passing, everything about it was like, bang, 10 minutes. Because we're so used to being behind after, after 10 minutes, Shawnee. Yeah, the cheek in Nunes, by the way, he thought he scored. Oh, yeah. He thought he scored. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tyler. He, think, he, thinks he, he, he thinks he scored. I was like, no, Martin, he has scored. You fucking sausage. It's in the um, goal, Martin. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like it's literally in the back of the net, Martin. Uh, like, he thinks he scored. What, what you think? He's not dreaming. Um, the most impressive thing by me yesterday, Gav, was there was patterns of play. You know, it it didn't look like fucking scattergun stuff that we'd seen. Even in the Everton game where we were just kind of playing stuff and hoping for it to come off, there was patterns of play again. Um, I just wish Jordan Henderson was 26, 27 because the difference he makes to Liverpool when he's playing well, I don't care what anyone says. It's just the functioning machine becomes... Or the machine becomes a functioning one again. And... I thought it was evident yesterday with the little triangles on the right-hand side and you could see we were sucking them in. Now, I'm not sure what Trippier is doing for the first goal or what, what the whole new custom back for is doing, but it, it's it's the most... It's not something we've associated Darwin Nunes with since he's come in at Liverpool. I, I love him. Uh, I love him as a player, but I've been critical of his numbers and I don't... I'm not exactly in the line of giving fella a free pass because he walks his bollocks off or 
he's chaos. You want to see numbers on the board. And I think we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. Like there's affecting games and then there's really affecting games in terms of having getting goals and assists. And that's what we need more from him. And he's getting better every week. Like his pass to Salah last week and the goal yesterday. Um he's really starting to kick in the gate and I really feel that there's so much more to come from him. So I'm not gonna set the bar that low for him because yeah, he did cost a lot of money, but I genuinely think this fella could be world class. Um we seen yesterday he just needs to relax and then he gets a great chance as well in the second half where he cuts inside and forces uh the bracket to make a great save. We're seeing a lot more um well, I'm not knowing what the word. He seems to be a little bit more calm, much more relaxed. in his play. Composed, yeah, yeah, a lot more composed. He's getting his head up, you know. I just thought, like, I think he'll be fifth on Tuesday, but like, I hope he can stay. I hope he's not injured because it's kind of been stop start from a little bit when he's getting going and he gets injured. But yeah, it was a brilliant goal and Trent back to his best in terms of going forward. And same with Robbo. So yeah, way more like a Liverpool goal than we've seen in the, in a long time and I'm sure you're grand though but the second one as well is, is fucking brilliant well you see I'm of the opinion that if Liverpool are going to run a games I think the player that'll, that'll um, gain most out of it is probably Darwin Nunes because <coughs> he looks more relaxed and you have to remember he's looking more relaxed because Cody Gakpo's got a go Salah looked a little bit back to himself on Monday night you know, players are coming back and starting to influence games. And I always say, if you have a really solid base, your strikers can miss chances because they know they get another one. And it's not going to massively cost you at the other end because you're good at the back. And it hasn't been like that for Liverpool. And Darwin Nunes has come in and I think he's probably thought to himself, I have to score every chance I get here. It's just the way things are. And like, honestly, I think a month, six weeks ago, that ball drops over his head, he tries to smash that first time. He does it away at... Um, is it Everton or there's one where the ball comes over him and he just smashes it I think it's away at Villa actually maybe away at Villa where it just comes over and he he, um, your man is in goal he hit the bar no there's one over and he smashes it against Villa earlier on the season but that one there just he just looks like just be more comfortable in what you're doing take that extra touch take that extra second and even because of the speed of him and how good the touch is, he could have taken an extra three seconds and nobody's near him before he slots a pass pole. But he takes no chance and he buries it. Then you see the second goal and we've spoken about the midfield being so far away from the forwards and it just looks disjointed and you set patterns of play. But Emma, Alisson gives it to Van Dijk and in weeks gone by, we're like, just get the fucking thing away. Like, because if we lose it in that area, we're going to get killed. He plays it into Batchetich and Batchetich just sends your man to the shop with a turn. And all of a sudden, the whole thing opens up. And he te- he doesn't worry. He tears to the middle of the park. He doesn't try a, a Hollywood ball where you think he might because he's just done a brilliant turn and run. He just plays it simple. Robertson gets outside. Gakpo plays it. Fabinho. And it's a brilliant ball by Salah. And it's a brilliant finish by Gakpo. And, like, that's what you expect from Liverpool, isn't it? And in that, you've seen a young lad, Emmett, <clears throat> growing all the time. You're seeing your fullbacks raring to go. You're seeing a Gakbo growing in confidence. And I think you're seeing a salad that's actually loving playing with these two boys up front. Yeah, like it's he's 18. Like to, to have the confidence to do that in a, the cauldron of St. James Park, like, um, shows 
like I, I said a couple of weeks ago, he's, he seems wise beyond his years to let that ball run run across his body and then turn. And he runs about 30 yards. And like you said, he's not he's not looking to get rid of the ball. He's looking to see what's the best ball. And uh, yeah, it just shows, again, composure is something that we've spoken about already with Nunes. They just, we all seem a little bit more composed. All the players seem a little bit more composed. But we've seen those types of goals before with Bobby, Mane and Salah. So it's mm-hmm. great to see them now linking up the way previous uh, front trees have for us. Um, but it's it's unbelievable. I, I honestly thought he was offside um, because it happened so fast and he, he, he traps the ball and I'm thinking, oh, now he's offside, it's scores. Oh, it's unbelievable, yeah. Um, it, it, like, and you can see the pace on the ball. It's his touch was amazing, and I think like that's gonna do him the world good as well. You saw him against Everton last Monday when he got his goal. All of a sudden, he had that little bit more of a pep in his step, and he is fit. He's starting to find his place in the team. We spoke for weeks about him playing up top, playing out left. He was getting chopped and changed all over the place. We, they, they seem to be kind of switching himself and Nunes from time to time. And, I mean, even saw Salah come into midfield. It's just like everybody wants to win. A couple of weeks ago, it was like nobody wanted the ball. And when they got the ball, they were playing it away or just playing blind passes. There's a, there's a mojo about the team again. Um, and I think I thought it was interesting that Trent kind of maybe came a little bit more into midfield. I'm not going to talk about Trent playing in midfield. But rather than kind of going bombing down the wing, that ball for the, the Nunes goal was actually played inside. He actually played that from more of a centre midfield uh, position into Nunes. So, look, it's like we said, green shoots. It's on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? It's we're not fully around the corner, but we're we're approaching it. Let's just say. But um, yeah, I think Salah looks way more on it and looks happier playing again. It's just. They all seem to have a bit of a pep in their step. I think, <clears throat> I think there's certain individuals in that team, and you've mentioned one earlier, Shani, in, in um, Henderson, and I think Fabinho. I think they've got an absolute rocket, and I on, honestly mean that to be left out of a side like they have over the last four or five weeks. All right, and the and the way Klopp's body language, his demeanor, and even his words he's used, and he's only used them recently when he was asked about Joe Bellingham, where he says we need to make changes. We know that. Um, it's just about finding the right solution. So he's basically telling you, he's doing, he's going to do stuff. To try to, even if we're on a good run, he's, he's definitely going to, going to try to sort something out. And I don't want to get into it, a transfer fucking war chest bullshit argument. But I think they've got a rocket. I think the comfort has gone away from certain players in that team where they're kind of going and going, if I don't perform, A, I'm not going to be in this team, and B, I won't be at this club. Um, because it's, it's actually got that serious over the last six months. And I think Henderson... And definitely Fabinho's in that. And I want, I want to touch on players coming back and, and a few worries as well, in fairness, in a few minutes. But can we talk about um, Pope and the sending off? So I presume everyone's seen it. The ball gets flung in the box. Alisson claims it. And you just see Salah at the bottom of the screen when he claims it, turning and running. And Alisson does his usual, where he belts one over the top. Pope comes out. I don't know what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? He's better off just standing still and let it hit him. But he tries to trap it with his head by the looks of it. And then just just catches it. Just goes down on the ground catches it. Ref gives a red card. 
It's a definite red card. But the reaction to this is phenomenal. Because Jamie Redknapp is trying to make an argument that it's a yellow card. Right? And my understanding is, if all his teammates are behind him and he does that, it's a red card. It's a professional foul. Um, Eddie Howe comes out afterwards and says, well, technically, it's a, it's a, I feel sorry for him. Technically, it is a handball. I'm not too sure on the rules. But the player is running away from goal at an angle where air defenders are treating towards their goal. Right? When he handles that ball, there's one defender who's level with the goalkeeper. And if he doesn't touch it, Salah is about 15 feet wide of the of the post. We're running on goal. Nobody's catching him. So I just could not understand where all the bullshit was coming with regards to this red card. Like, genuinely, they're having fucking discussions on big broadcasters over whether this is a red card or not. Shawnee, it's simply a red card. If you come out and handle the ball like that, intentionally, you're off. Yeah. Again, I don't know where... I don't know what sort of argument they're trying to make. I actually think if you look, um, it was actually a facet of their play. They were did a very high line, and he actually comes and claims one about twenty yards from outside his box. Before that, so it's obviously part of their setup. Newcastle line's very high. He's probably playing sweep or keeper. <coughs> like he annoys a clear goal, scored an opportunity as the last man on the pitch. If I had been in the box, it would have just been a penalty because the double jeopardy, you wouldn't have sent them off. Do you know what I mean? Like, but the fact it's outside the box, he clearly handles the balls, just getting away from them and solid clean through. It's an no-brainer. Like, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand a lot to show you Eddie Howe says, to be honest with you. I think, but Bar- sorry, I Barry he's... says, Gav, you're wrong. A keeper handling a ball can be a red, yellow or nothing depending on various things. No, the... He he lies on the ground, puts his hands out, and grabs the fucking ball. There's no there's no talk of certainty. Do you know what? Do, uh, to me, to me, it, like like it, it was just reactional from him, from Pope. You can tell it was just his instinct taking over. Because ball hits him on the head first. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And then he, he puts his hands out to grab it because... I'd say that's probably what he does a thousand times a week in training when the ball breaks and in the box. But he wasn't in the box. And he, you only have to look at Paul's reaction. He didn't even look at the ref. He just went straight down the tunnel. Yeah. And that would normally tell you everything. You look at the Newcastle player's reaction. It, it's a wreck hard. Like, yeah. it's as simple it's as an, that. It's, like, it's an intentional the, professional the ref, foul. Because people are going about the double jeopardy the ref thing. Made a, if, if a player's going through and a defender makes a genuine attempt to get the ball and takes him down, in the box, it's a yellow card and a penalty, I think, now. Yeah. Right? The but ref, outside the, the box is a clear up goal scoring opportunity, so you're red, you're red carded. It's just, it's just a mad. decision. It's a, they're like, one thing that hasn't happened to the whole thing is that the ref has got no praise. I think it's it. I think he made a great decision. I think 
looking at where the game was, St. James's, the noise of the crowd, them being, even though it was 2 0, they, they were in the game when they were down to 10 men. Like, the ref doesn't bottle it. He plays as he sees it. He's close enough to the situation. And he, he, he makes the right decision straight away. Again, looking at Pope's reaction, I don't know what how his intentions was in terms of, I don't know, maybe their outlook was probably, do you know what we'll do? We'll, they would have been thinking, we have a final coming up. If we put the narrative out there that we maybe think the decision is wrong and we appeal it and the off chance it gets lifted and you can play the final, then we'll but do I think, that. I think if he, if yeah, he, you know, if he, that's, if he does, pro, if he does protest against it, he might be able to play the final because it'll be put back, won't it? The appeal, the appeal, no, the appeal, the appeal wouldn't be heard till after the cup final, but he could end up with a four game. Yeah, that, yeah, but that look, I don't know, but what I, but like, I'm just, I don't, I don't get it anymore, Gav. The I think everybody's being swayed by the fact that he misses a final. If that was a Premier League game coming up at the weekend, I don't think there would be that much of a, a furore over it. And it's the deliberate part. If he goes down, misses the header, and the ball lands on his hand and rolls off, it's the fact that he literally scoops up. That's the red card. I think if he doesn't do the scooping part, I think he probably gets away with a yellow. A couple of years ago, Maybe that so. Alisson got sent off against Brighton, didn't he? Yeah. Because, he, the, because the ball was being lifted over him and he jumped up with his hands in the air. So he made an, he made an intentional yeah. attempt to hit the ball. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah. the, the way some people are so speaking... There you go. But the, the way some thing. people are speaking is, right? <laughs> like genuinely, if you listen to some of their arguments, yeah, right, Gabby, your saying, goalkeeper can run out, some people, like, fall on the ground, grab the ball and go, oh, well, look, look, are we not yellow now? <laughs> like literally your keeper could like... You could be an injury time, yeah. right? And he could just run out and just grab the ball and just go... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but yeah, saying some people have it's yeah, it's these I'll, people on Sky now who are playing characters now. You may as well be watching Dream Team. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It, yeah, I, I'll, that, I'll say what, that, what maybe somebody doesn't want to say. If that was a foreign keeper, there's no arguments. It's it's he's an English keeper. He's gonna miss a League Cup final. It was Gary Gary Lineker begging the FA or whoever in the Premier League to allow him to play in the final last night on match of the day. Jamie Redknapp a had time. Uh, I, I just think it's it's ridiculous how, it, like I said, if it was a league game next, I don't think there would be as much of a of a Ferrara bill. Yeah, no, and and the, but the the, the knock on effect is that the Bravka is cup tied because he played for United in the <laughs> League Cup. So you're looking at Loris Carrius now playing in the League Cup final. He's never he hasn't played a game for Newcastle, which is just outrageous. Like you know what I mean, but um. You never know. He could turn in the bleeding. You know, listen, I've no problem if Loris Carriers turns in the performance of his career next week and then goes off and does another deadly holiday video like he done in California that time. Um, but I just I, I just can't get over it. And it just, it just reinforces the fact that what you're watching on TV now is not pundits anymore. It's characters. No. It's scripted. They're characters. And it's a fucking... It's a performance they're putting on. Like, I don't know how anyone in their right mind can sit there and say to you, surely a yellow you know what and I'm kind of going no just, not, just no and then Eddie Howe to come out and just make up stuff like it, it, no one's going to check it out do you know what I mean you used to play when you were a young player pen or a goal yeah yeah it is remember yeah. when something happened and it was dubious you used to just say right pen or a goal yeah exactly right, like, so, oh, yeah, uh, look, 
you, you used to be able to have a chat with a ref after the game and beg him not to put your red card in. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a number five. Please, ref. I'm going to miss the final. <laughs> but, um, look. I think, look, refs are getting battered from pillar to post, rightfully so. Um, we've had the, the conversations on here fucking uh, every other week, you know, every other Sunday we're talking about refs. But I, I think... Um, I think it's a great decision. I think he could have hit behind VAR there. You know, he didn't even need VAR. He was very sure of his decision straight away. I think it's a great one. Um, and he should He should be... Sky will be the same one saying that refs shouldn't be under pressure and this, that and the other. And they're doing specials with them on Sky Sports News and trying to protect them. And then... I don't know. It's just... It's just weird. I don't... I don't want to say it's an anti-Liverpool thing, but I'm wondering if I had been Newcastle-Brighton, would anyone have gave a fuck? You know, yeah. I, I don't, I just, I, I think I because... I just, I, just couldn't, I just couldn't get over the reaction. I was like... I didn't watch, I didn't watch the game yesterday. It's literally the easiest decision the record to make yesterday. Like, literally. Yeah. You know, you see that tackle I didn't Salah watch the by, game yesterday. On you know what I mean? And you're kind of going, no one's looking at that. No one's, there's no outrage over that. When he clearly cleans him over, but I don't know. Um, you didn't watch mm. it on Sky. You were lucky, um, to be honest. Yeah, uh, no, but I heard a lot of people. I heard a lot of people saying it like about, and again, like it's just I I start laughing now at, at Toyla when I when I hear this, his commentary or if that's what you call it. Oh, well, him and Carragher were like literally baying for a Newcastle goal. Like, so I believe. Was, yeah, so I believe. I didn't see. Oh, I was watching. Jim Carragher was was shocking. Carragher's a fucking idiot. Carragher's, ever since he spit out the car window, he's become a completely different... It's like he's been doing... like It's like Sky had a little now control over him, but now they haven't by the bollocks, and he's just pure company man now. But I I don't don't understand why Carragher does Liverpool games. Same with Neville doing United games. I just don't understand it. Because you have to get them to be as impartial as they can on certain games mm. and they're just not and Sky play up to that little bit where they put Neville against thing and they have them both in the commentary for United Liverpool games and you know I'm okay fair enough but it's not punditry anymore it's literally like no going, going down to Broadway and watching something colour commentary is it's fan zone yeah fan zone yeah, yeah, it is fan yeah, zone yeah, fan they're zone. being portrayed as you know I just I, I don't I can't listen to them anymore any of them to be perfectly honest with you anyway moving on um Two 0 there down to ten. They have the they, they actually do react really well, Newcastle. Give them credit. They do react really well to going down to ten men. Um but Liverpool kind of find themselves then and kind of because it is true, when the team goes down to ten men, they put that extra bit in, you're a bit unsure whether to go for them or just hold off and see what they have and then try to pick them off. But Liverpool find their way. Um they've some good chances. Robertson wastes an awful one where he tries to square to Salah when he should be just slotting it. Um Jota has a couple of chances when he comes on, but I just want to talk up the returning players. Emma, I'll come to you first. You know, you see Firmino come on and get more minutes. You see Jota come on and get more minutes. Canate can't be too far off, I don't think, now. But it is good to see, isn't it, where you're looking at the bench going, he can come on and do something. He can come on and do something. And um, Even even if we didn't have them on the bench, we are 2-0 up with a couple of youngsters there, players you mightn't fancy, you'd be kind of going, oh, don't bring them on. Because like, we're winning, you don't want to give Newcastle that. But... It was really good, wasn't it, to see these players coming back and it just gives you more and more options. Yeah, and we, and we said last week that, and you said that 
Klopp put a rocket up them, but those players coming back kind of puts a rocket up them as well because they know that they can be easily replaced now. Um, look, they came on, they look a bit rusty. That's that's going to be that's going to be the case. Uh, I wouldn't be worried too worried about it. Um, it gives us the opportunity to take four players off on sixty minutes. Yeah. Um, which we probably wouldn't have been able to do if we had said Jungfels on the on the bench. But it's it's I think it's it gives everybody a lift. Um I think like I said earlier on it turned into a testimonial. I think the last twenty minutes was a twenty minutes, half an hour. It was literally like a testimonial and they were trying to get the ball to the fella whose testimonial it was to get him to score because everybody just wanted to see him to get Jota on the score sheet. Mm. It was just strange. Um, but yeah, look, it's great to see them coming back. They'll get better the more minutes they get. I don't know whether either one of them will be pushing for uh, for Tuesday, but it is great to have them to come on. I don't like Bobby coming on as a sub. I think he plays better when he starts. He does some but lovely stuff in the game, and then he can't pass a five yards. But <laughs> yeah. That's all getting back he into said, he said that He sent a few of them to the shops, yeah, but he's dragged back and everything. And yeah. then got him and Jota, some good link of play between them two. But I still think they're probably a little bit off starting positions. Hmm. Let's see what happens with Nunes. Um, but it's great to have them to fall back on. Um, yeah. When you look back on benches we've had for the last six, seven, eight weeks, probably wasn't. We had Doak, not saying Doak isn't a good player, but I'd prefer Jota to be sitting there rather than Ben Doak. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's great to have them fall back on. Yeah, and listen, they come on, they do 30 minutes, and it's 30 minutes in their legs, but it's also saving other players 30 minutes for a game that essentially is 20, 72 hours, I think, after we finish this game. So it's one of those where, you know, it's it's good on both sides. Shawnee, couple of worries, though, for me, all right? Um, Joe Gomez is still a worry. I was surprised he didn't play Matip beside Van Dijk. And Fabinho was better in the last two games, but I still think he looks shaky as anything on the ball. Uh, even on the ball, I think he looks shaky as anything. Do you have to give him a little bit more time to get back up to speed or build that confidence again, or is he still a massive worry for you? Because I thought them two, yeah, I was a bit worried over them. Joe Gomez goes wandering up on stage, I don't know where the fuck he's going. He's looking more like himself, Fabinho, but again, like, I give Newcastle credit because even with 10 men, I thought they pressed really well. Um, they did cause his issues, but I thought just Fabinho, just, I don't know, it's like he's half arson challenges, standing tackles. I think he just needs a little bit more snap in his game. Um, but we're at the stage now where he has to kind of play himself in the form because there's no one really to cover that six for him. So they look better. Gomez, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, he's losing me every game. Uh, the more I watch him, the same mistakes he makes. He doesn't seem to be learning, really. Um, I don't think Van Dijk was great yesterday either, but he's had to be in hell for a while. Um, but the difference with Van Dijk is the ball's going in the box. He's getting rid of it. It's not fucking pandemonium the way it has been with Matip. Yeah. I'd definitely be playing Matip on Tuesday um, and hoping that Kanate is back in the next couple of weeks. But again, it's going to be... It's just better for us that if we need something in the next last 20, half an hour of a game, you're, bringing, you're torn into the likes of Jota and Firmino now. Mm. Not to what we and have in the own way. Diaz soon enough yeah. as well. 
and, and Diaz, yeah, but yeah, why not fucking pull an ox off the bench looking for him to do something? He's been starting games up until the reason, so look, I don't really want to, I don't want to harp on negatives because I think with 10, 10 men, it can be difficult to kind of impose our game. I think there can be a level of complacency as well when you're playing against 10. I think there was times yesterday where I probably just had to got the head up in the final third and we take our chances. Um, but I'd say one thing about Gomez, he seems to step up for big games. Like the, the, I think the two best games he's had this season where I think he plays really well and won the Champions League. I think Man he plays... City at home in the league, I think he plays as well. He plays brilliant against Man City at home in the league. Um, look, but go with what we have. I think Fabinho now at 60, 70%. It's just... It's hard to coin and know what's gone wrong with him. I don't know whether it's a psychological thing. It didn't look like a legs issue yesterday. I just thought he was poor on the ball. Mm. Um, but then again, yeah, it's tough one. I don't yeah. know. It's a tough one. I don't know how close. He's only he had a baby, hasn't he? He's probably getting no fucking sleep. Yeah, he's probably on the night. Like, like Jane said, he didn't have the fucking baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not breastfeeding, is he? Well, um, yeah. but but the thing is, like, maybe it is a case where you you, you want to see Gomez again beside Van Dijk. Because in fairness, you know, as much as we talk about Van Dijk being a massive help to Matip, he's a massive help to anyone, let's be honest, even at 80%, which is probably what you've seen him at in the last 12 months. But him and Gomez used Gomez to be fucking was, rock solid. Um, that fucking blowing pass Gomez plays every time does my fucking head in. Yeah. Does me, it does me head yeah. in every time. Yeah. He either plays it out the trend or back across the goal, and it's just... He does it every time. He gave away two goals this season, the owner already. I think it's Palace. Was it Palace? He does it in the the goal. Who's it? No, Leeds. No, who did we give a goal away? Leeds. Leeds. Was it Leeds? Yeah, the yeah. That, and he fucking just play percentages and bang her up the line if you have to. I know, but the that's fucking... the thing. <coughs> As confidence grows, they'll play more of them, but you have to see what you get away with. Uh, Red Chili with a super chat. And by the way, all super chats um, on this channel go do go to our charity, which we we'll talk about later. But he says, just spend 25 minutes watching Gav, Emma and Keith talk about Man City before I realised I was watching the wrong show. Had to grab a cold can. So he clearly came onto the channel and picked the wrong video. So he was just watching the video from two weeks ago or last week, maybe. But um, fair play. But as I said, all super chats do go to our charity. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But look, it's a good win. It's a good win. Um, it puts us in, not, a, not I'm not going to say a great position or even a nice position, just a position where you can feel you can look up the table and try target di- different bits and pieces. And like I said, we, we're, our next three league games is away to Palace, home to Wolves, home to United. And we just have to target. Remedy will take care of itself. It's a big European game. It'll take care of itself. But then have, they have to be targeted as three wins. You know, Palace will be tough, but and Wolves we haven't been good against this season. You know, bar maybe the 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 cup game where we win at Molyneux, but we're horrendous in the league. So we have to we've a bit of a point to prove there. And of course, United are doing really well, but I watched them today and they could have been two or three nil down before they actually score. Um, so they can be got at, and I, I think United are the the epitome of what this league is this season. That's being honest with you. And um, when I watch them, I just think they're just not great shakes, but they're getting results. Um, so looking forward. We have a target we can pick at, and I think it's it's going to be massive now, um, the next three league games especially, just to see where we are then, and then you go again and you put another target on it. But let's look forward to Tuesday, um, because it's a massive game. 
Um, Real Madrid or Anfield, first leg of the last 16 in the Champions League. And, you know, Sean, you were talking to me last night about it and you were saying um, Real Madrid haven't been that great this season. Barcelona are eight points clear of something in the La Liga and Barcelona looked anything but good against United on Thursday night. Do Liverpool just have to look at this and go, you know what, we might be finding a bit of form. It might be too early to say we're finding a bit of form. But let's go out and just give her a right go against this. Yeah. Um, it's not a case of having nothing to lose, but there should be an incentive to fucking beat these there for a lot of these players because not that we were robbed in the final last year, but fucking we were far better than they were in that game last year. Courtois just manages to get. So there should be a bit of fucking pride involved for some of these players and you know, like if it was any other team, Gab, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. If it was I and I mean it, I mean including City and PSG in this. If it was any other team in the competition, you'd be thinking, This is fucking Liverpool in the Champions League, but I'm playing Real Madrid in the Champions League. And for whatever feel whatever fucking hit fucking view deal we have in this competition, they do too. You know? That the, mm. their run to the final last year was was fucking mad. I think they led for about eighteen minutes in the whole knockout stages, apart from the final. Some some mad stat I've seen where they literally come back in every every round they're in. So there should be um, a big incentive for come. I just hope Anfield is rocking. And look, I tell you, if you get an early goal or two, who knows what could happen to them? You know, but although they haven't been great. They're still a good outfit. They, they feel very they, similar to us. Haven't been great, but they, Europe they, is a different animal. Yeah, well, like we've been shy. Like I wouldn't say that we. I wouldn't like. I wish that if we haven't been great, I reckon we'd be way. We'd be even closer to the top four than than yeah. We've been shy. Yeah. If I'm being honest, you know, they, they, I just think it's probably an indictment on La Liga at the moment that they still were in any kind of show. They've they've been hit and miss. Um, but just fucking go out and have a go and leave her on them and be difficult to play against and stick, be snide and just be Liverpool. I think is the is the the most the thing I can say on Tuesdays. Fucking have a bit of belief in yourself. And I think coming off the back of the two results that we've just had, or, or it feels more like Liverpool. Not that I'm optimistic, but have a fucking go. You know what I mean? Don't. Don't bleed and don't shy away from this. I don't know whether Benzema will play. And I think Cruz is a possible deal and too many. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to miss a few bodies as well. But air midfield three, if air midfield three play the way they have for the large part against after Christmas, forget about it. That That's all I'll say. I'm not worried about like the Vinicius trend thing doesn't bother me at all, to be honest with you, because. Like. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. He's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a great player. If I'm being, honest, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see it for Vinicius. I don't think he's done about twenty goals in the season since he's been at Madrid. Yeah, I know he's young and all. I might come back to Burnley, but I really don't. I don't see it with him. I don't. I. I think he's flashy. I think <coughs> there's been fucking millions of Brazilian wingers like him since Ronaldinho. I don't think he's it at all. Um, I know he gets the goal in the final, but you can fuck all else in that game, by being honest. If we impose our game on them, we can hold them. And they will know that. I just, I'd fucking, I hope to God Nunes is fit because they won't know what to do with him. No, well, that's, that's, yeah, he's always causing problems against us. He's not Kevin Ball. He wasn't. He was, he was shy in the final. He got the goal, but he was dirt. He didn't cause us problems at all. I, I watch a lot of Madrid and I, I really don't rate him. At all. I actually think your man's a better player than him. Rodrigo, I think your yeah, man Rodrigo's Rodrigo. a better footballer. I, I think Rodrigo's quality. Yeah, quality. Um, but yeah. like, they're very like us. I think you know that form goes out the window thing. Um, when it comes to Europe, He's not world class. Um, but Emma, is it a good time to face them? And, and the reason I'm saying that is because yeah, we've a couple of wins off the back of it, right? Um, we we're off the back of a couple of wins, but not only that. We seem to have players that want to prove themselves. That's one. We seem to have players that are benefiting massively from a little upturn in form. And you have players coming back that'll go, well, if this is the game I want to show that I'm back, this is it. You know, a Jota for 25 minutes, a Firmino for 25 minutes. Is it just a nice mix going into this? And Ancelotti has called us um, predictable and stuff like that. Now, that was a bit, t- I don't know whether that was a bit tongue-in-cheek after the Champions League final, because we bashed them in that Champions League final. Let's be honest about it. Like, Mane was fucking all over them. Um, we chances everywhere. Like, they, we loads of chances. So, we weren't that predictable to them. Um, that keeper just had a worldy on the day for me. And we missed a couple of chances. And maybe he's just saying that to Royal. He likes to Royal Liverpool a little bit. And that's fair enough. I don't, I'm nothing against that. But is it just... Does it feel like going into this... Off the, off the back of those two league games that... You know what? There's something just... Might click here. Something... Just feels like parts are starting to come together a bit. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it feels like there's there's something bubbling. There's a run. I think there's a run bubbling. Um, probably would have liked to get a, maybe another league game in before we we had to face them, just to get everybody tuned up a little bit more. But um, there's probably I don't think there's any good time to play Real Madrid in Europe. I think Shawnee touched on it. There's no good time to play us in Europe. So it's kind of two absolute giants of European football coming together. Um. Shawnee said that they they got bashed around last year and still ended up winning things and that's that's always been Real Madrid. They could be out of the game for eighty nine minutes and score in the ninetieth to, yeah. to go through. They never they never know they're beaten and neither do we. Um, yeah, I mean it's I, I it's a lot better playing them now than if we had to play them two weeks ago. Um, yeah. I think I think Nunes is going to be massive in this game because I think has Camavinga been playing right back or I think he's been covering that right back or left back for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. and um I just it'll be similar to what we, we said last week to get Nunes on Coleman straight away. Get get Nunes on Camavinga if he's playing right back. Um I think it'll be an excellent game. I think are we doing we're gonna do predictions? Yeah of course. <laughs> you might um, I th- I I think we get a, a win by the odd goal at Anfield. I'm just worried that that might not be enough come the second uh, leg. I think we win 2-1 on Tuesday. 
Okay. Sean, do you want to give us a prediction on it? No. No? I don't do predictions. It's a lot of, a lot of bollocks. High potential right. bollocks. Well, um, I, I have Liverpool 3-1 um, on Tuesday because I think they're back up. Uh, I said 3-1 in both games, Newcastle and this, and I'm sticking to 3-1. I think I do think I do agree with Gemma. I, I think I think Nunes will be a massive factor if he plays. Um, and I just think the way the three of them are starting to link, and I know it's a very small, like, you know, um, sample size, but it's just the movement of them, and it, it's just they, they seem to be Benzema, wrong. Benzema is playing, it'll be a different game. Yeah, 3 0 says Nigel, 2 2 says Eunice for me, unfortunately. Um, June. Jot it in for Nunes if he can't start. Uh, Yus is playing safe with 8 0 to Liverpool. Fair play to you. Um, keep smoking that gear, whatever you're smoking. Uh, Jono says 2 1 to Liverpool. But look, it's um, it's it's one of those where it's just going to be a great occasion. It always is at Anfield. Real Madrid just puts that extra bit of spice into it from what's gone on between the two clubs over the last four or five years in the Champions League. And, and you know what? I hope Liverpool don't look at it as a, as a game where. They feel massive pressure. I'd, I'd love Liverpool to embrace it and make this the, you know, a real stepping stone in, in, in putting the run together. You know, and, and I'm not saying a, a draw will be a bad result because away goals don't count anymore, don't you know? Um, no. So you go out there and, all right, you might draw one all, but you still go to Bournemouth. You, you still fancy Liverpool to get a goal. It just depends what Ramage is turn up there. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Um, I think that the tight pitch at Anfield will see it was better, obviously, than we play there, but I don't, I think they prefer a bigger pitch. The Bernabeu is a massive pitch, isn't it? Yeah, well, Anfield. It, 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 probably the camera angle. I always remember Old Trafford looking like four <laughs> times the size of Anfield um, for years, and it turns out it's only like five metres we said it. We said it before the derby as well. I think the, the fans is going to be massive. Like It always is on a European night. But like now that we've got the two wins under our belt, there's definitely, I would imagine, going to be a, they're going to welcome the bus. I just, just hopefully they all behave when the Real Madrid uh, bus arrives. But um, I think that's massive when you see the videos going around, like about six, half six when the buses arrive and the red flares and all that kind of stuff. I just think it's they, they need to create that atmosphere that probably a lot of those Real Madrid players probably haven't even, haven't played in before because we, the last time we played them, I think it was yeah. no fans, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But no, but the, no, the no. thing for me is like I, I spoke about the, the derby and, and winning second balls and different things like this one is all about tracking runners. Like I'd literally be playing chasing in Kirby um for for the next two for all day Monday. Just a game of chasing where you have to track the fellow you're chasing all day. Because honestly, right, Real Madrid will come out and the way they play is they sit back, they sit quite deep, but then they look to hit you. It, it's not even so much on the break, they just they they look to hit one intelligent ball and then get themselves in their shape where they're going to hurt you. And it's all about tracking players genuinely. So Liverpool tracking players on Tuesday night is going to be massive. If they if, if the midfielders and whoever else does their job and tracking players, cutting out balls, Liverpool have a massive chance. If they don't, that's where Real Madrid hurt you. Because they have got the players that they'll just pick one really intelligent pass somewhere. It could be a 15-yard ball, and they just open into space. Look at the goal last year in the final. Modric, it's, it's yeah. one pass, like... Yeah. Valverde's ball is great now, but it's one pass from Madrid takes about four or five players out of the game. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, it, it's it's that little bit of genius that they have. Like Madrid is one of my favourite players generation. It's 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 all going to be about energy. Forget about Vinicius and all them. Honestly, it'll come down to that midfield battle on, on Tuesday. I, I I fancy Trent. Like I think the whole Trent thing is. 
Trent one on one is is fine as a defender. I think to be honest with you, Yaman Matoma left him in. Yaman Matoma is a more effective dribbler than than Vinicius. Yeah. In my mind, Vinicius when he stands here flapping his leg over the ball, all the time. Is, I don't see it. Trent's people, biggest thing is switching off. Yeah, it's switching off and with balls coming in, and that's what he done in the final. I I I, I think it'll literally be whoever wins in the middle. Has a bit a huge chance in this game, yeah. um, and I think they're missing. They they miss Casemiro, big style, yeah. big style. Well, he breaks everything up for me. He, he was the destroyer, but it's not even it's not even it's a three on three in midfield where he's dead away. No, the, the other players don't sniff it out like he does. But but it's not even like a three no, on no. three where they go against you. I'm more, I'm more looking at going. I, I'm not even thinking of say of a Henderson or a Fabinho or a Bachelet getting the better of it. Of a Camavinga or a Schumeni or, or Cruz or whoever plays or Valverde, I'm more looking at if Robertson goes or if Trent goes, that fella in midfield needs to know he's the right back for Liverpool until Trent comes back, and yeah. that's where Trent actually gets hurt because he, when he goes for the last six months, nobody's helped him, nobody's gone. I look after that for you. And we see, we've seen a little bit with with Henderson, and um, we've seen a little bit with Henderson. I thought. Um, yesterday but that was all because we were just so disjointed and, and I think that's where the big thing would be your midfielders walking to cover if they walk and cover I think you'd be alright because a lot of people in the chat there have said Real Madrid will come and sit back and, and they, they, they will. Might, might well do they will they, they will 100% they, they, they take a nil all tomorrow and that, I think that's what Ancelotti will do to be honest with you he, he, he'll fancy getting us back to the burn about with, with any slight advantage he'd, he'd fancy to do because again like like Liverpool I know that turning into a fucking a soulless bleeding toaster in the next couple of years what they're doing with the Bernabeu but it's it's time for the Champions League nights and better players than ours have crumbled in, in them situations and he, he will look at that <laughs> Ancelotti is the master at, at this this competition he's, he's won it I think he's won it three or four times hasn't he Ah yeah, he's yeah, he's a brilliant he's a, and he he will literally he will be delighted to go there and go, do you know what? I'll stifle them and mm. we we'll be grand going back to the so it, it's up for us to it's up to us to coin it blitz them early and then make them have to play because if we let them get comfortable, they'll just move it around for ninety. And be happy to take us back to the Bernabeu. Yeah. And I'd be like, I, I'd be in the same boat as Emma. I think a two one, I maybe even a three one. I'm I'm not sure it'll be enough. Um, I think we st- we still the only English team to win in the Bernabeu. Ah, we could be. Now Chelsea, be. Chelsea won there, didn't they? But they went out on away goals or something, didn't they? Yeah, I maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, just uh, Joe Wayman is in there. He says his top four still on. Um, yeah, we know we don't give up here, Joe. Um, but he, he reckons that Leeds might be down. Actually, Joe, give us a shout because you might want to come on with us tomorrow night and on Monday night and talk about um, the weekend's football. So give me a shout, Joe. We're still watching. If not, Just tell you what, Le- the Leeds situation is a Mental. fucking joke. How, how can you sack a manager? I just, nobody and, had, no one, it, but it's what everything, no one, yeah. everything yeah. took fucking 10 days to do it. You know, yeah, unless they're looking for someone that's already in a job and they're trying to sort that out, I don't know. But I'd love to have a, I'd nah, love to have a chat with Joe. I might just get me and Joe on tomorrow night 
to talk about because me and Joe have lovely chats. So if he's still there, he might let me know. If not, I'll text him later and we get Joe on because everyone loves when Joe comes on the channel. Um, he's probably liked more than most of us, in fairness, and that's all right. You know, he wears nice tracksuits. Um, anyway, um, we're nearly up. We're nearly up at the hour. Um, are we going with the team we seen yesterday? More or less. Yeah. Maybe Martin for Gomez. Put it like that, yeah. I, I, I think. I think. I think he sticks with Gomez because of his pace to, to try and maybe give a little bit of extra cover for, for Trent mm. with Vinicius. But the only thing I would say is I think Mata breeds a better. Mm. Yeah. Mata makes up for, I'm not saying a lack of pace, but he makes up for that bit of pace that he doesn't, what, what he doesn't have on Gomez where, where he reads it a little bit better. And the changes he makes the other night on, that, on the error tells me that you're probably seeing the same team. You going with that? I, I think Henderson goes again, and that's why he came off on six. I know you were saying that he wouldn't play three in a week, but he, he came off at 60. And, and even even in the derby, he ran himself into the ground for 78 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he had that in him. Fair play to him. But um, I think, yeah, I think he'd probably go with the same thing. <coughs> Depending on whether it's Nunes' injury or whatever. Mm. We haven't had Derek asked any news on in Nunes' injury. Klopp just explained that as a painful one. So I'm presuming nothing's kind of it hasn't dislocated anything or broken anything. Well, so. Unless he needs surgery, he's gonna play. Yeah, you that's, just, that's the way I see it. Fucking big the, If it's his collarbone around, just call Paul into the show. It'll be Grant. Loud and Nora fan. Just bang a loud accord. A bit of flat seven up, he'd be Grant. A bit of Cal Paul six plus the strawberry one, and you just fucking lash it into him. He'd be Grant. He's a madman, isn't he? He's fucking nuts. I'm waiting for him to score a goal and an away game and jump into the home fans. And, and, and celebrate like genuinely I am he's getting so close to it like you know like you run to your own team I went from the jump into the Strefford end at the corner uh, something like that but um, we'll you know he reminds me of remember when remember uh, when Mascherano scored against Redden and he just ran towards Joe going fuck off Fuck off! Yeah. Fuck off! Do you, know, do you remember Timurdi Ketspoya for Newcastle when he scored and he, he broke his foot? Broke his ankle. And, yeah. Bro- kicking the aperture. Kicking the and, and then, do you remember? Took his jersey off and threw it into the crowd and yeah, smashed the horns. Yeah, and then there was another one Liverpool related as well. Um, Liverpool go and win at Arsenal. Um, Suarez, I think, scores. Real Morelles puts on a play for Suarez in the last minute. He beat Arsenal. It's pissing right now. Jose Enrique has a brilliant game. It's the black jersey we're playing in. And um, Liverpool score, and then they make it two. But when they score, they're all hugging each other. And Real Morelles is like gesturing towards the Liverpool bench, like to V sign everything. Fuck off. You know what I mean? He leaves Liverpool like a couple of months later, but he's clearly fucking had enough. And he's just like this fuck you at the Liverpool bench, um, which was, yeah, you see it. But I am. I'm, I, I, I reckon he might jump into a home end to celebrate a goal. And I don't know, do you, do you book him for that? Because you're usually for celebrating with your fans. Like, is there already depends, it depends on what angle he you goes know? in. Yeah, Nick Pope just <laughs> in, sitting in, in the front row with a ball in his hand. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, look, I think I think he'd be, I think think he he be will be huge um, come uh, Tuesday night. And we're all looking forward to it. Uh, rest of the week on the channel. Um, tomorrow, I'm... I'm trying to get Joe. So me and Joe can have a chat. If not, we'll we'll round up some people and have a chat around the weekend's football. Do some winners and losers. Uh, Tuesday will be full-time Reds with, um, I'm not too sure, two of the three lads that, that usually do it. Uh, Wednesday will be our call-in show, which everybody loves. Thursday will be um, Viewer's Voice. Friday will be the Premier League forecast. Liverpool are away to Palace on Saturday, aren't they? 
I want to say they're away to Palace on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a full-time Reds on Saturday, and we'll be back here on Sunday with the Fatback Four. Um, anything else before we go, lads? It's a quarter eight kickoff as well next Saturday. Emma. Yeah, one. so it'll be a 10 o'clock show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Emma, anything else no, before I'm we go? Uh, looking forward to the Real Madrid game a lot better than I was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Six points in a week while everybody above us, Brent, well, Brentford were Brighton, Newcastle, Spurs. I think they've all dropped points at that time. So, yeah, look it up. Okay. Shawnee, apart from me trying to get you to play, take up golf, is there anything else before we go? No, all good. Um, like like Emmett, take nothing for granted. We probably took being the Champions League for granted the last couple of years, now the finals we played. So just enjoy Tuesday. Um, and hope it's just one of them nights where you can look back and remember that. Um, because like club certainly hasn't given up on these this group of players, you can tell, when they turn around and people are saying, oh, when will Liverpool turn around? But like I said, I don't think we are ever that far away. And Tuesday could be a fucking real, like, it could be a turning point in the season where Liverpool go out and send a statement to go. So now I want to fucking done yet. So please, God, um, European royalty and not owned by states. Not yet anyway. So we can, we can say that as much the European royalty and still kind of holding on to its soul for now when the game is becoming soulless. So, yeah, 100%. let's see. Um, are you going to take up golf with me, Shani? Are you going to take the plunge? Yeah, but Gal, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'd be so never happy to see you try to take up golf. You, you never would have guessed it, but I am I, I fly off the handle. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I, I could like I could see you missing like I'll a puck shocked. 30 feet and yeah. going absolutely rash yeah. over it. I actually might end up grabbing a seven iron around your crust before yeah. the end. Yeah. The first <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going in with a helmet on. I'm going to play with a helmet. Um, it could literally, um, it, could, it, could, it could be detrimental to the day trippers. Like the, whatever happens on buying average golf could be collateral to, to yeah. the whole network, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I well, end up playing uh, honestly the, the we've done two videos. We've we filmed for one day, we've done two videos, we've put them out, people have loved them. Um, and honestly they were only test videos, so we weren't planning to do this in April, but we're gonna try to get out next week um and do a bit more, try to do it once a week. Um, where we video for the whole day, bring you four or five videos and that. But the amount of people have come on and go, can I come and play with you? Can I have a game? Um, you know, and it's it's bang average golf. Type it on YouTube, you'll find it. It's me and Neely, and um, we have the, if you subscribe there and you have the community tab, we've left the thing at the top of the tab to say if you have any suggestions over games you want to see us play, rules, anything at all, anything you want to see on the channel, um, we're well open for it because it's genuinely it's a it's a blank canvas that we've started with. The only thing we have is two lads hitting golf balls, genuinely. So go and check it out. Jared Cahill says pitch and putt all day. I'd love a game of pitch and putt. I'm going to be... Um, the Graham Potter thing is fascinating. Well, it's not really. He's going to get sacked. Um, but um, look, uh, someone's burning says Shawnee Gilmore. That's exactly what he'd be like. <laughs> Shawnee Gilmore playing golf. But um, listen, it, it's something we're doing. We're having fun with it. And... The more people like to send us suggestions, want to come out and play with us, anything like that. I want us to go and play on their courses as well. 
we'll try to sort it out but it's been loads and loads and loads of fun but um we won't stop doing these shows obviously on the day trip is there the priority and always will be um that's it that's been the fat pack for we've just done over your hour and um like i said loads and loads of um shows and stuff coming throughout the week with loads of different um hosts and guests and stuff like that so make sure you check it out hit the like button on your way up subscribe if you haven't already and remember um our charity campaign the link is in the description it's very easy to donate hit the link brings it up you can donate if not share it amongst your family or friends and stuff like that i know it's hard at these times to donate money um we were seeing how we're trying to raise money for this but our golf day is going to really boost that but if you want to donate great if you want to contact me lfcdaytroopers at gmail.com and you want to sponsor a haul for the day or a long drive or a close to the pin or you want to send us a prize for the raffle that'll happen that night it will really help us in raising that money our target is 20 grand but just over two at the minute which is grand which is fine at the moment but if you in any way want to help us out lfcdaytroopers at gmail.com and we'll smash another target when it comes to charity as well have the rest of your Sunday, 55 minutes left in your Sunday. Enjoy work if you're in it tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy Liverpool and Real Madrid on Tuesday. And we'll see you at some stage. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.